Welcome back to the Bravo Zulu Podcast. In this episode, let's talk about 9-11, 20 years ago. Where were you? That's grape juice. That's grape juice, everybody. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome back to the Bravo Zulu uh, podcast and YouTube channel. We're live streaming tonight. And, um, you know, a lot of what is on everyone's mind tonight and tomorrow, the 20th anniversary of 9-11, the attacks on uh, America, on the World Trade Centers. We all know what it is. And, you know, uh, you know, hopefully we get some people here in the chat room and come join us and talk about it. I'll share a little bit of uh, what I've been thinking. But if you're joining us, you know, please in the comments, let us know what you, uh, what you've been thinking about, you know, um, today, tomorrow, what's on your mind for the last 20 years. You know, we could, we could dip our toes into the Afghanistan discussion a little bit without getting, you know, polit. I mean, that's a tough conversation to have without getting political, but you know, I think you can reflect on, the war on terror and how you served, um, you know, if you are a service member or even as a civilian, you could reflect on it as, uh, you know, watching it develop over the last 20 years. At what point did you, there's a, there's a certain point that it was, it was stopped being in the news every night that it stopped being the, um, primary topic of discussion. I remember when it all first jumped off, you know, every night, six o'clock news, they had, you know, in memoriam, uh, they, they would list the name of the, the service members that had died that day. It, it was crazy because this is stuff, you know, if you have parents old enough, um, you have an uncle, two uncles that served in Vietnam, three, two, two or three, I know two for sure. Not sure about the third, but that were in the Vietnam, uh, era two that served one in country. And, um, you know, these are stories that they shared about watching that stuff and having that fear of, you know, my mom and, you know, her, the siblings of the car strolling up and getting the knock at the door of the uniformed uh, person, um, just like, it, you know, happened not too recently ago, right? Or not too, you know, just what, two weeks ago? Was it two weeks ago, babe? Something like that, right? I got Nikki here with me. Keep me on track. Um yeah, so that that was a, a fear that they lived with, and it was a a actual thing that happened uh, in the early two thousands. You know, twenty years ago, for a long time, and you know, all the way up until just end of August. So you know, we'll talk about that a little bit, and let me see. Um, make sure uh, stream health is good. Where are we at? So, yeah, you know, uh, 20 years ago, yeah, I've been seeing all the posts about, you know, uh, putting it as like the people going to bed tonight 20 years ago on, on September 10th and all these people. Oh, what, what's up, Dale? What's going on? Thanks for joining us. Uh, you know, as people went to bed September 10th, the whole country, the whole world you know, especially our own country, America, had no idea what was going to, you know, happen the next morning. And um, except for those, you know, the terrorists that did it. And, you know, I remember uh, I've, I've shared this story with different people. Like 
and it's nothing tragic. I was a sophomore in high school at the time, right? Um, young kid, you know, young man, not knowing much in life. And uh, I remember I woke up, getting ready for school, jumped in the shower. And when I jumped out of the shower, uh, my brother, who was getting ready for work, he um, he said, he's like, yo, shit, yo, there's a plane just crashed into the World Trade Centers. And I said, yeah, man, that happened like in the 50s or 40s or something, man. Like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I, 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 I was like, it just, whew, I'm trying to get ready for school. Right. At this time, it's like West Coast time, what's got to be um, six something. I don't know. Do the math, right? Follow the timeline three hours back. And um, I was just like, yeah, I just kind of blew it off. And then, you know, he, he had the TV on watching the news as he gets ready for work. The news had already cut off of its like local news, weather and everything, traffic, you know, how, how people do. And he goes, oh, shit, another one just hit. And I was like, what? And mind you, like, I ain't up front. Like, I knew what the World Trade Center was, but I didn't know. You know what I mean? It's one of those, like, how many people of that age, you know, my age and younger, could actually pick out those buildings? You knew they were big buildings, but you, you didn't know they were the World Trade Centers. You didn't have this, like, exact knowledge like we do today of these two giant towers standing in New York, right? No longer standing. And, um... Yeah, I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, and he was like, like rushing me to come see. Because this was the second one, as we all know, was caught live on several different news networks. And I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? So I like hurry up. Next, you know, his room's right next to mine. So I, I, I go over there and they're, they're replaying it. And you can see the second one. And I was like, oh, shit. And you got to remember at this time, I was like, Again, I'm, I, what's sophomore year? Like 15, babe? Something like that? 15, 16? Um, no matter where you're really from, I think, at that age, you don't know what... You, we did not know what terrorism was. I think, uh, you know, older adults, you know, people our age, older, our parents, they might have known it, they might have heard of it. They uh, seen it more as they were growing up. But at that age, I didn't know what terrorism was. Even though the previous year, the USS Cole had been attacked, I'd heard about it. But, you know, it was a, a blip on my childhood radar that I was not paying attention to. Like most, you know, most of us like now serving in the, in this age. Um, yeah, okay, so what's up, Dale? That Dale was a junior. Yeah, so a junior in high school. Like, like Dale, you know, drop it in the comments, man. Like, did you know what terrorism was? Right, like there's just like we're kids, we're not paying attention to world events like that, not not like it was. Oh, Dale, you was on the East Coast in school. Was that a Massachusetts Dale? Let us know in the comments, man. Yeah, Dale says no, he didn't know what terrorism was at all. Yeah, so it's like it's this this foreign thing, and I can't even remember like how we got there that morning. Right, so my school, we started at like, uh, I think 7.20 in the morning we started. And usually I take off pretty early and get there and just kind of hang out at school, doing the early thing, right? Uh, okay, Dale was in Florida. That's not the East Coast, Dale. What are you talking about, man? That's the South. 
You're crazy. But yeah, so so we watched the second one hit, and then I remember, like my my brother in law, he would come over, and him and my brother would they're working together, and they'd go to work. And I remember sitting there like we were all downstairs, um, watching the TV and all this happening, and again like. I don't know where the terrorist, uh, you know, the news brought it up, I'm sure. And I'm like, oh, shit, terrorist. Like, well, what is that? Like, I don't even, I don't even know what that is, right? And so all this information starts flooding me. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's happening? Hold on. And um, it's just... And uh, it, it's, I remember clearly we're talking about, like, America being attacked. I remember that. Me and my, my brother and my brother-in-law sitting there. They're older. My, my brother's uh, six, seven years older than me. So he was, like, 22, 23, somewhere in there. I remember we're talking about if um, America's being attacked right now, like, is this an invasion? I remember, like, clearly my brother and my brother-in-law talking about that stuff. And me just sitting there like, fuck, for real? Like, yeah, what are we going to do? Like, what do you do? It, like, if America's being invaded, what do you do? And, you know, we started saying a lot of crazy things. Shit that, you know, none of us have done in the last 20 years and and... You know, that we probably shouldn't ever have to do in the next 60 or something, right? You know, my brother, I remember distinctly, like, it's one of those vivid memories where things stands out. My brother-in-law was talking about, like, uh, just give him a bunch of grenades because he's just going to, like, throw grenades at everybody. And I was just like, what? Like, <laughs> that's your, your weapon of choice is just, like, what are you going to do, carry around buckets of grenades? Like, I think, uh, I don't know, it just doesn't seem like a, that's a, I mean... Doesn't seem like it's the best choice, but no one knew what was happening. And I think we're all acting very uh, crazy about it. All right. Okay, Dale. So you, all right, Dale, you saying you was already, so Dale was already thinking about joining the military, right? And then you just solidified it. So then that's the next thing that came, right? Uh, Was the, the patriotism and everything however the country rallied and and that's another thing we see so much of right now right was how um you know the country was never united and hasn't been united like that since then and it took such a horrific tragedy to i guess get us all on the same page and, and then you know you could say from there it's it's it, it, it rode high for a little bit and people said never forget. And then you could go into people have forgotten and we're sitting here trying to remember still um, what those days were like. But, you know, D Dale, Dale, drop it in the comments, man. Like what, what was the solidifying factor? Like, did you feel like you needed to go defend the country and, and do all that? Um, get them back, you know, cause that was the, the rallying cry, right? It was like, go, go get the terrorists. Right. And it, it all happens. It started happening. Boom, boom. And it's crazy how many documentaries are out there now, right? That you can watch. And uh, I, I was been watching a few of them. And during that time, it was, it was a, all 100% buy in, right? Every, uh, the Yankees lost to the Diamondbacks that year in the World Series. What's up, babe? But have you seen the 
I didn't see the documents or documentary. No, but I mean, I'll bring that up right here. If y'all didn't hear that, Nikki brought up how um, the profiling that started immediately. Like, think back. Like, we we knew that was happening, right? I think we're think back and try to remember that all the racial profiling that started, just like Pearl Harbor in 1941, right? They started rounding up and putting Japanese internment camps. Let's not forget that. And although um, maybe the internment camps didn't happen here in 2001, there was still, like, FBI going after people, scooping people up and, and taking them. Oh, hold on, babe. Babe, let me know if you're on mic. You ain't on, hold on. <laughs> she over here talking to them. I had her set up in case she wanted to make a guest appearance, and she talking to the mic. Didn't even let me know. Go ahead, babe. Well... You know, there are, like, documentaries out there that show that, you know, people from Afghanistan um, in the United States were feeling um, segregated. So, you know, like, people of the Muslim culture felt um, isolated, like, immediately after. So, would I say that the country was... Um, mostly they rallied together, but at the same time, you know, their mind shifted about a certain group of people. Yes. A hundred and million percentages, right? Um, people started looking at anyone from the middle East and, and even further on, you could go to like that Southwest Asia, like India, like automatically, if you looked, talked different, had a similar accent, Muslim, Islam, um, anything kind of garment on your head, like people are automatically going into this world that you know you're affiliated so and and on I mean it's disgusting right like to automatically uh, I don't get an echo on yours I mean, just let me know when you want to talk again babe and you know it, it's a it's a disgusting thing um for that to happen for us to to unite but also you know find the look at the people and, and and be like, oh, it was you, and not know, like, they're just your neighbor, and automatically now it was them, you know. Uh, Dale says uh, he wanted to be, be the person to help prevent anything like that from happening on our home soil again. Yeah, you know, so many people, you know, felt that way. Um, I cannot say that it directly influenced my choice, even though I joined three years afterwards, right, Um a lot of my choice was, was, you know, I had friends that joined. I don't think they were thinking of it. And at that time, I wasn't thinking of it either. I was just kind of like, ah, I need to get out of where I'm at. And I know this will do it. And I know there's some benefits to it, right? Um, you know, like as most, most you know, cool cool guys that have an awesome story about the time they're about to join the Marines. I was going to. Recruiter never showed up to my house. And then I went somewhere else a couple months later. You know, it wasn't like I was dead set on them or anything or dead set. Even at that time, I wasn't dead set on joining. It was kind of like that probing informational stuff. But then he didn't show up. And I was like, oh, well, I guess they're pieces of shit. And a couple of months later, I was in, the, you know, joined the Navy. That program, all that good stuff. But, yeah, so, you know, we'll go back to um, Dale. Hey, tell me, Dale. You, so you were in school. You're on East Coast time in Florida. Were you watching it uh, unfold like at school? Drop that in the comments, Dale. Let me know. Hey, yo, and Dale, yo, Dale's my boy, y'all. Uh, you know, you see him on the chat, e racing with Dale. Go check him out. He he does a 
i racing different stuff on on his stream on youtube facebook twitch he's everywhere check him out oh he gives you a shout out nikki you're smart oh what's up armando So yeah, yeah, okay. So Armando says Blue Crew USS Wyoming. So Armando was already in at this time, right? Which I figured because I know you know we did your retirement what two years ago now. Working mid shift in the dry dock, walked in the door as the second plane hit. Damn, wife was like, "Look, oh walked." Okay, so you got home. You okay? So yeah, mid shift that night. That night mid shift. Okay, so you just gotten home. And and wifey was like, look, a plane hit the World Trade Center on ac- on accident. And I was like, nah, that's not an accident. So, Armando, you tell us, man, because at that time you're already serving. Let us know how long you were serving for. Right. Um, were you already familiar with, like, the words and, and the ideologies of terrorism? Was that already something, like, being, uh, uh, you know, taught and trained about in the Navy? Because, again, like, I was a kid. I didn't know that shit. There was terrorist things happening all through the 90s. And that's what something I was talking about was, like, it's super interesting when you watch these documentaries and you see the timeline of events. I was talking to Nikki about this. You see the timeline of events from Russia being in Afghanistan, right, from, like, the early 80s, like, 80, 79, 80 to 89, being defeated because of American support through CIA and all that. Look, I'm not, I don't make this shit up. It's out there. Go fucking watch it, okay? It's on Netflix. Um, and then immediately turning from like from 89, 90, and then we had the Gulf War, and then there's then immediately Al-Qaeda and Osama, they infiltrate. They go from Sudan to Afghanistan, and then there's the bombings in like Nairobi, right, and uh, somewhere else. I, I forget the other one, but, you know, go check it out. It's all right there. We We think... I think now where we're at, we think, oh, my God, 20 years has been such a long time. You could back that up to, like, 89. You could even back it up to even though Russia, you know, not friendlies, but to when they went into Afghanistan. Afghanistan has been doing it since the early 80s, probably even before then, right? But 80, so what was 80 to now? 40 years they had been on and off doing terrorist things, different organizations, this and that, you know, and it's just crazy to think of it like that. All right, let's see. Let's check the comments here. Yeah, so Armando joined in July 99, so uh, just a year before the, the call happened. Hold on, Dale. I don't know what I asked you. I'll get back. Hold on, Dale. I'll get right back to you, bro. I, I, I got to remember. Oh, were you watching it in high school? What, Dale, when you were – on the East Coast or South Florida, and it was happening live. Were you guys watching it live at at school? And, and then, like, what were you and your friends thinking about there um, at school? Because I remember I was in uh, geometry class, and I, we were watching it. It was on TV everywhere. And geometry class is when me, I forget, dude, his name was Mike something or another. We were just, like, you know, mouths gaping open watching as the towers fell. It was just like nobody had words. Like everyone just silent in the classroom. Like barely doing it. Like the 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 feeling, the somberness that was that was across everything was just ugh. It was like the eeriest feeling, right?
Yeah, okay. Yeah, so again, okay, so yeah, Armando's hitting it on the head here, right? Like, even with the Gulf War just wrapped, so Armando gets in, what, six years, seven years after the Gulf War? And we're still in this, like, the military was in a, in a Cold War mentality with Russia, right? Because all the good stuff, the wallhead came down, the, all this stuff happening over there. Yo, 99 shit, when, that was like, uh, uh, Bosnia and that shit was happening then. It was just like airstrikes over there and, and different things. And then, um, yeah, terrorism, after 9-11, terrorism was essentially weaponized. Yeah, and, you know, it's not like terrorism is a good thing, yo. But, you know, there is that old saying that uh, every, um, what do they say? Every country's a, every country's terrorist is another country's freedom fighter. You know, it's um, it's always two sides to the coin, right? It's a bit of like it, but there's always two sides. Uh, Dale says, yeah, he was in accounting class. We watched it in class. A lot of people crying and sad. My thoughts and reaction was shocked and angry, worried. Yeah. I can't, I don't know if I remember anyone crying. I do remember like kids getting picked up and I, they, I don't think they let school out early. I think I, I went for the full day of school. I'm pretty sure. And just like, you know, class of class and like kids dropping out, going home. And, but there was that feeling that there was that going around too. Like looking up at the sky, wondering like, is is something about to fall out, out of the sky here? Like what's happening? Like, is it, is there a infrastructure thing here or is there a landmark here that they might crash into? Um, things like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, we could you know, terrorism weaponized man. Like that's, that's the rabbit hole of, of discussion right there going down. Um, you know, the, the Patriot act was put into place soon afterwards Dale says that a lot of people had family in New York. Yeah, New Yorkers always run down to Florida, right? When when they can't can't afford it no more, something like that. <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, it was uh the Patriot Act was put in place. And you know, like if you want to go down that that rabbit hole, you know, I, I I ain't no expert, but you know, just like I said, all you gotta do is watch a documentary about it and see what started coming out. Uh, through government means and how the intel agencies started getting a lot more funding and, and start tapping into all the resources and everything they could to monitor for terrorist activity and stuff. And in some places, you know, you'll say, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's worth it. But 20 years later, now that we've seen everything, the way it's gone down, you know, and, and sitting here, you know, Friday night quarterbacking it, you know, did we give up too much? Were were, were there too many yeses at that, that first congr- congressional vote to go to war? Um, that's part of the documentary I was watching was the, uh, there were a lot of lawyers, right? They were saying, like, there's a lot of lawyers in those war rooms at Camp David with, with George Bush. And, um, you know, with that first, uh, you know, the first whatever it was called, the the, you know, political term of the paper or whatever the first one that was put out was very generic and very broad of the president has powers to go to to war or or act in this kind of military use if threatened kind of deal 
very broad strokes. And every president since then has used it to their uh, liking and, and, and um, however people have advised them to use it, right? Because, you know, they do have advisors. Dale, t- Dale Armando, tell us about, like, uh, what were you guys, drop it in the comments. Um, what were you guys like? Well, Dale, you're in school. Armando, what was that day like? Because, I, I, you know, you hear other people's stories about uh, being underway, getting underway, things like that. Were you guys like, Armando, were you guys immediately called back and just, you know, standing security watches all around or anything like that? Let me let me know in the comments while we uh, take a break or take a quick minute to get get those responses. See what happens. Oh no, I lost something here. Man, sometimes I think the comments refresh and then they don't. Yeah, so that day, you know, it's just I like I, I you know the the crazy thing is I do not remember um what my parents' reactions were. I only remember the morning, like watching it happen, watching replays over and over and over while like before up to the last minute of having to go to school and then so then I walked to school and I think that's where I was like when I was walking to school, I was uh I, I think somewhat paranoid of like just kind of like you know, looking around like, fuck, man, is something just going to drop out of the sky right now? Like on me for no damn good reason. You know, in the Walmart parking lot as I'm crossing it. Damn. So Armando says he was standing uh, like pretty much a topside rover watch for 12 hour shifts. Holy shit. Armando, did you have some of the old cats like uh, you know, kind of like beating their chest, ready for war? Did you, did you did you have anybody like that around on the boat? Oh damn, babe, listen to this. Armando said there's a, a boat pulling in that day on September 11th, so all the family was out on the pier, like everything, right? And uh. They're pull, They're about to pull in, and then they did not toss any lines over, and the crew went back below decks and left. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people, right? A lot of people share when they're on on the on the boats, uh, boats or ships or whatever. Like, you know, immediately underway, right? It, it was you know everyone get underway because you know no matter what you think, ships are safest at sea, right? Boats are probably safest under the water doing their underwater thing, right? Boats, you know, submarines for you uh, non-indoctrinated. Um, so that is absolutely like, I mean, that's heartbreaking. The family's out there, everyone just, and like, to, to just watch. Armando, can you say how long, how long did they stay back out for? Can you say that? I lost my taskbar. Oh, damn, another month or two? Oh, man, that hurts. That hurts. Another month or two. Back underway. I um, I lost my taskbar, and I can't. I need to check something. I don't like that. Maybe you know how I get that back? Where did my, my icons go down here? 
Dang it. Anyways, yeah, that sucks. Another month or two. Woo. Yeah, that's a... Damn. To be so close, coming home. Because, I mean, and and then just to be like, nope. Damn, I wonder how the captain even handles that. You know, to 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 uh, break that news because a lot of times ships do pull in early, not super early, but like earlier mid morning time difference and stuff. You know, depending on where you're at, you know, and just be like, you know, to get that message across, message traffic or something, and um, be like, a attack just happened. We're getting under back underway. Uh, so we're safe. Fuck. That hits. That that's a that's a tough one. Yeah, it's okay. So this is two thousand one, right? Families on the pier ready to welcome their their loved ones home. Um, they finally get the date. All that. Cell phones in pockets are Nokia's. You know, they're, uh, they're cricket, you know, cheap $50 a month, you know, little, you know, they're playing snake on them. You had to press buttons three times to get to the letter you wanted to text. You were not getting live updates alerts on your hip about everything happening in the world. So those families, like, could you imagine you're watching, you're, you're like, oh, they're coming home and and they're within spitting distance. And all of a sudden, it's just the tug start pushing them back out, and and you just you're sitting, you're watching them on the pier as they just start sailing away, and then everyone goes back inside, just disappears back into the little hole. Yeah, yeah, okay. So Armando says SSBNs were just starting to get email capabilities. Fuck, just starting to get email capabilities, people. And sometimes, even in today's Navy, emails regularly down. So I could only imagine in 2001. Yeah, only at periscope depth, which was never during a terror attack. Yeah, you just watch them sail away, and families just sitting there looking at each other, like, where, where, where are they going? What are they doing? What, what's going on? You know. Dale had said, yeah, I think uh, most people were scared that it wasn't over. Yeah, and I mean, and then, you know, you have Flight 93. Uh, shout out USS Somerset for Somerset County out there in Pennsylvania. Uh, I just saw a cool thing. They sent a bunch of the crew out there um, to the county to, to you know, do some remembrance and everything. Um, You know, it's always a guess of where that plane was headed. Was it the White House? Was it the Capitol building? You know, um, as a like a security thing and like which one would have caused more damage to the American infrastructure and government system. You know, but, you know, th- those people on there took took uh, action and we all know what happened there. That's a sad movie. You guys ever watch any of those movies? Flight 93 uh, was the World Trade Center with Nicolas Cage, Nicolas Cage, right? Yeah. Were there the firefighters? Man, those are some tough movies to watch. And then there's a there's another movie. Oh, babe, you remember that movie? It's about the the sun. I think it's is it Tom Hanks in it? Where like his dad died 
but like it's it's like a, a year or two later or something but he's like always remembering or like imagining his dad or something have have you seen that one babe yeah i forget oh man i don't know i don't know what that one is but uh yeah you know and th- so now we have you know in the navy and across the military all branches um we have, we have sailors that weren't even alive I think, well, I think two of the sailors I have were born in 2001. They're nothing but babies. Like born or being born, you know, babies when all of this happened. So they've spent the last 20 years growing up through it. And I, I haven't talked to them, you know, in depth about it. But it's it's interesting because, you know, all the, you know, we're, we're, we're at war, Right whatever you want to call it, you know, out of Afghanistan now. But for this whole life of theirs, the country has been at war. So, you know, I'll probably go back and ask them, like, I wonder for, Armando, you have children that are are of that age, and right? Like, what is their point of view on the war on terror and, and like, growing up through it, right? Because although we're teenagers, I'm talking about, like, I mean, this kid, you know, they're a kid, and then they're 10, and, like, I would think me being at 14 and not having any idea of what's going on, they would hear more about it, but I think they would just still be as clueless, right? Because after a certain point, like I said before, it was the, the reporting on it stopped. It wasn't in nightly news anymore. It wasn't in weekly news. It was hardly brought up. It was brought up only when it was a uh, political talking point of what a president or commander in chief wanted to do with troops and how people started disagreeing on it. Maybe around, what was that? 2010. Yeah. When did we get a bin Laden? 2010, 2011. One of those years, right? What? Um, and then that was, you know, second mission accomplished as far as Afghanistan goes, right? First mission accomplished. We know that was Bush. You know, eat. Um, and so, so we get, we finally get bin Laden that happens. Right. And it's kind of like, all right, well that's done there then. Right. Like we're good. We got the mastermind. It took us a while, 10 years, nine, 10 years, but it's done. And I remember watching that. I was, babe, you remember watching that? We're in Hawaii. And, uh, they um we're there the 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 second place I lived right and um they're like there's a big announcement like the president about to make an announcement the president about to make an announcement and everyone's like oh my god what could this be about what could this be about and it was huge like there was just like there was this uh, there was this like it wasn't just like oh the yeah the president's gonna be coming on and make an announcement it's like a, it was like everyone had suspicions of what it was and what had been going on and this and that and and then. Obama comes out and he delivers the message and then, you know, there's the, the everyone out there in the front of the White House celebrating and partying like, boom, this is it. We got them. Like, finally, like, it took, you know, 10 years and we finally got bin Laden and the military has come through and, you know, we got a mission accomplished, whatever, whatever. And then, you know, it kind of goes back to what the new normal was of, well, do we get in more? Do we get out? and the political chess movements of it all. And and then, you know, that leads us up to another 10 years. 
What do you got, Armando? After 9-11, I have become obsessed with intel and terrorism and stuff like that. So we have a regular conversation on what 9-11 led to and how this war lasted too long. They think I'm paranoid sometimes because I scan the area wherever we go. No, well, that's another thing, right? I know, um, oh, let me, hold on, let me ask my, babe, was 9-11, did, you know, did that make you start having that, not paranoid, but that like prepared vigilance look all the time? Like, cause you, you know, me and you always talk about, um, or you, you'll be like, you, you're always vigilant. You're always checking your surroundings. You're always aware of people's movement and you know, you're not an easy target when you're out there, right? You're not just like, oh, I'm a little pretty girl out here. Look at me. Ha, ha. No, like you're always like, you know, keys always at the ready. Brass knuckles at the ready. You ready to fuck somebody up if they come stepping. No, it's just a metaphor. I'm winking. But is it is that because of 9-11? Do you think it's because of 9-11 and what your dad taught you? I feel like I was a little more hypersensitive, but I think I was, I mean, I was in ninth grade. So. No, but I'm talking about like since then, like it, that's, that influenced you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. As far as like situational. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Nikki says the same thing. Yep. I mean, look at how else could I be. Targeted or something. Yeah. Babe, turn on your mic, boo. You got one. Like, airports, I was, like, super, super, not afraid, but just, like, I would not close my eyes for a second. Not even to blink? Nope. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but, I mean, that's about it as far as situational awareness. Okay. Thanks for sharing, boo. But yeah, I, I think I think that a lot of people. I, and you know, I was asking Nikki because again, everyone knows her dad served, and he was in during those. You know, obviously, during two thousand one, baby, you could turn that mic on anytime you want if you want to share anything that you know about that. Um, just let me know. But uh, yeah, Armando says he's got his bachelor of arts in terrorism and emergency management. Oh, okay, Armando, you got a couple of them to going down. What's up, babe? Well, I think it's interesting that you say that you weren't aware of terrorism as a kid. No. Because for me, I was super aware. I mean, my dad was always gone because of it. I mean, we were talking about, like, Saddam Hussein times and, you know, like, the USS Cole. When the USS Cole happened, it was, like, I was aware of that. So I was always worried about, you know, when my dad was gone, he's, like, in port somewhere. And, I mean, my dad would talk to us about stuff like that, you know. So I had always been aware, I guess, like, for as long as I could start comprehending stuff like that. And, you know, it really helped that dad would talk about it because, you know, not 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 to scare us, but it was just so that we knew that these things were happening around the world. Like, it's not... It, Things weren't just happening like crime. It wasn't just crime in America. It's like there's like more like on a global stature, there's shit going on, you know? Yeah. So I had always been aware and like, I think 
before 9-11, the, the, mo- the one that stood out in my mind was USS Cole. Because to me, that, that was like, like, wow, they really do be attacking like anyone anywhere. Yeah. So like that makes all the sense because your dad was in the Navy. Like that, that's, yeah, that's he was, he your was, news and affects your, your, how you're going to be scared for your dad. I totally get that. Yeah. Me so, being a nobody at home in the middle of the desert of Phoenix, like, I cannot tell you that I remember that in the news cycle at all. Well, it affected our home life, you know. Oh, so yeah, for if sure. if something happened, I mean, my dad was on on this ship a lot, so he was just like, "Well, I got to go underway a lot sooner than scheduled, so I'll see you when I get back." And it was just like, "Is it like a week you're gone? Two weeks? A month?" No telling. Yeah. So that's. I mean, that's my childhood. Is I was aware because dad would leave sooner than later or he'd be gone longer his deployments would be extended or, or you know if, if where, something in where the world, were you in 2001 when this happened hawaii or, i was in uh, hawaii yeah yeah and dad was at um fisk fisk hawaii in 2001 already yeah he was on the road to retirement in fisk for, for six years yep damn he planned on staying in hawaii nice, yeah I mean, well, I mean that's I mean that's good that you know he he wasn't doing that underway time then, but um, because I was going to ask you like if you guys were accessible if if you know he was headed back to the ship or anything like that. What year did USS Cole happen? Two thousand. Oh yeah, so we were in Japan. Yeah. In two thousand. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But like nine eleven was two thousand one. The next year. Yeah. So it, yeah. You like, guys were in, went already to Hawaii by then. In 2001, yes, we were yeah. in Hawaii. Okay. Yeah, that's... um. We had just moved to Hawaii. Yeah, it's just super crazy. That's like a... I don't know, I'll just be scratching my head about it all, right? Like, thinking back on it. And and like then I said, like, you could get into the next 20 years of what's been happening and going on um, across two different, you know, uh, OEF, OIF, and everything... And like, I mean, you start talking about that, it, it gets like dark and, and, you know, some might use the C word and I'm not talking about the four letter one, the one that rhymes with conspiracy, right? Right, babe. Oh, see, see babe, don't want to go there. Sure. Yeah, see, but it was messed up, man. Like, you know, hindsight is motherfucker when it's 2020 for sure all the time. And you'd be like, well, Afghanistan, we got the dude, then we didn't do nothing. Then then what did we do? Spent a lot of money doing what? You know, then you could get into Iraq. Shit, we hit Afghanistan hard and heavy, and then we went into Iraq. Iraq, you guys remember Iraq was a shock and awe? You guys remember that? I remember reading that different magazines, the shock and awe, assault, and and like watching it. Um, I remember my dad watching... When, when I was a kid, I remember him watching the first Gulf War, like being up late and watching that. And I'd try to like sneak over and see what was going on. And, you know, I'd get, I'd get sent back to bed. But I remember clearly him watching like the the night vision and the tracer, the green tracer rounds going through it and stuff. And then I remember, you know, fast forward 2001, he's doing it again. And I'm like, yo, he's doing this again, except I'm older and I can sit there and watch it with him now and just kind of think like, holy shit. And then. 
when Iraq jumped off, what, like not too long after, right? Like what, a couple months or some shit, whatever it was in the springtime. And like the shock and awe, like they're like, oh, we're just going to like drop so much bombs and rockets and all this stuff. Like they won't know what hit them and, and Iraq will be done like fucking ASAP, right? And it was, it was like, it was actually amazing to watch because, I mean, just explosions, like live TV, like a damn movie, right? Except it's not, like people are dying. Oh, what's up, Chad? Thanks for joining us, Chad. Chad is I in mean, the comments. I wouldn't say amazing No, no, well, uh, well, it's a, it, it was not amazing to watch, but it was amazing as by definition of the word. It's uh, astonishing. Sure, that too. I mean, there's a lot of adjectives, honey. You got a couple more yeah, college ama- ones. Babe. Amazing is it, it. It still means the same thing. Amazing is like it a, doesn't have to mean that you enjoyed it. It's an amazing thing to watch. But by definition, I beg to differ. Okay, we're going to the Google people <laughs> because now you know. Now I gotta I gotta be right because. Amazing is like a Amazing. positive. Causing a great, great surprise or wonder. Astonishing. See, astonishing. So, again, they're cinnamon. So, yeah, astounding. How about astounding, honey? Is that better for you? Stunning. Here's the best one. Did Be- I say astounding? No, you said astonishing. Uh, it was bewildering. Bewildering. Confusing and perplexing, because that's what I, the fuck was. I was confused and perplexed as to what the hell was happening on 9-11 up until, you know, going into Afghanistan, which wasn't shocking all, right? But then when you get into Iraq, you, um, <laughs> Armando says, you were shocked and awed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Armando. Bingo, exactly. Chad says he watched, he, uh, I remember watching it every day. Chad, you were in the, well, shit, you were, to, were you, you were in the Navy already or shortly after? Let me know in the comments, Chad. Light the comments up. But, um, yeah, Iraq, I mean, and I mean, like, look, is there any argument about weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, right? I mean, this isn't exactly 9-11, but this, you know, 9-11 led to it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I think is crazy? Tell me, babe. Is, you know how when we're kids, we're, we're watching all this stuff on, on TV or, you know, well, you were watching on TV. For me, I was growing up watching my dad do it you know deploy because of it and then it was crazy to see over time when my brother joined he ended up going to iraq so it was just like uh, a generation of our family just oh yeah like heading into it and then you know you when you were in coronado like you know you had Everyone was a part of some type of operation that was part of it. And then, um, like, when you hear about China doing all these things, like, out in the sea and stuff, and then being on the mercy, they were, like, trying to run up on us. It was just like, wow, the stuff that you read about, like, you're witnessing firsthand. So, it's just crazy. I think that's crazy. It's very crazy, babe. You're absolutely right. And as Armando just dropped in the comments, no WMDs, just unfinished business and a desire to build that military-industrial empire. Yeah. It was more about, like, that BDE, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right? I mean, like, not even. 
It was just like okay. It was more about the little dick energy because well, it like was it was like, more because it was about the unfinished business of daddy. Daddy didn't finish it. I'm gonna go do it. Yeah. So fool me once. Uh, huh. Yeah. So <laughs> fool there, me I twice. Mean, obviously, this thing between you know Osama and Saddam that shit had been going on for like what decades. But oh, what, what 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 do you mean this thing? Because there's two different people in two different countries. No, I know, like uh, you know, animosity, animosity, and between us and them. Yeah. I don't know what animosity means. That's a big word you're and, using. And what, like tension, the tension, the tension between well, us. Well, I mean, between Saddam, yes, because he invaded Kuwait and then we went and pounded him and then, then beat him back. I mean, that's a totally different. That's the first goal for. Yeah, that's a, that's, we're, okay, we're going to talk about Al-Qaeda, right? Well, we can, we can talk about all of it. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I mean, there's 9-11 and then 9-11 leads us to the last 20 years and the last 20 years... I mean, are we even officially out of Iraq? I don't fucking know. Does, like, Afghanistan, yeah, because we just watched it unfold in the news terribly. But, you know, Iraq, where are we at? Where where are we at on on Iraq? Does anyone know? Drop it in the comments. We don't even go there anymore. Some people do. Or do we still have troops there? Did we actually finally pull out completely 100% like we just did, um... Afghanistan? I don't like I like that's what I'm saying though. Like it's been so long and so messy over like the last ten years. You know, where are we at it in any of it? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, babe? No, no what I'm saying, Chad. Let me know if you know what I'm saying. Chad says this, babe. I was in sub school in class when the towers happened. It was insane what happened there and the crazy combination or difference in intensity between the people I was with. Though we were all on the... And then he cut out because I think he has Android. Probably got a virus. Armando says we are out of Iraq. So so if we're out of Iraq and, and now we're... So. Okay, and, and now we're completely out of Afghanistan, then the global war on terrorism is completely... Uh, fill in the blank. Chat, fill in that blank. The global war on terrorism is completely or is blank. Is what? Let me know what you guys think. F- fill in that. The war on ter- global the global war on terrorism is blank. Let me see. Let me get some answers in the chat. Babe, what do you think? It is it's blank what? still at a standstill. You think it's just at a standstill? Yeah, like it's just up in the air still. Like it's not, it's not, it. It's not done. It really Chad isn't. says necessary. Was necessary, Chad, or still is necessary, or forever, never ending necessary? It's at a standstill. It's always going to be there. So is it like one of those things, it's, it's always going to be there, but we need to confront it when appropriate, or we need to always be um, in a country? Um, you, you know what I'm saying? But like I said, BDE, you need to be all up in. You don't have to be all up everywhere, but you you still got to build like allies, somewhat allies, and be in the country just to, it's like presence, right? Like we bombed the shit out of Hiroshima, but we're all over Japan. Yeah, do we need to be? 
Exactly. Don't, I mean, don't you think after for, for two, like, after Fat Boy and Little Boy strategy, like wartime strategy, you need to be in those countries. So then, wouldn't the discussion go to like, well, why aren't those countries in in America? I think that we should all go to a war college and figure out why we're doing all the things that we're doing. I'm not going to war college, and I, <laughs> that's not. It's actually like interesting. I'm not saying it's not interesting, babe. What I'm saying is, um, all right, let's let's go to the chat real quick. Chat says absolutely necessary, necessary, needed, and aware. Armando with a counter punch, Guat is not necessary. Chad, presence, get it, Nicole. Uh, Chad's on your team, Nicole. <laughs> it's two L's, Chad. Come correct. Chad, knowing is more than half the battle. Know how to spell her name? N i k k i. Ooh, Armando, we throw young people in countries out of American arrogance and only cry for their deaths for the news. That's not wrong. Right, yeah. babe? As you oh were just, you know, so, we're so, go yeah, ahead, go ahead, so sugar. I am super irritated, which, you know, the 13 that died in Afghanistan is a very, very sad story. And, you know, the fact that all these restaurants were putting out 13 beers for them, where have they been for all the other people that have died? Like, there are people always dying in a mission. It doesn't catch as much news, but it's happening still. So where are their tables? Like, where are their reservations? Like, the five that just died off the coast of San Diego, where are their five fucking beers? Where is yep. their table? Yep. That w- And it made national news. So where the fuck is their beers? Yeah. It's not politically, you know, many will say it's not politically it's all advantageous. For, all so. this shit is all for clout. Like, restaurants are doing it so that, oh, my God, yeah, we should go hit up this restaurant because they support the troops. Like, I mean, like, do people really support the troops? Uh, what? Great question. They supported them for, what, the first five years? You know, up to 2006, 2008, and then maybe didn't start supporting them so much. And then, you know, only supported them when the commander-in-chief was somebody they liked. Maybe only supported them when, you know, a a tragedy popped up. Um, It's unfortunate. And, you know, in my, I think the media exploits them. Yes, 100%, Chad, the media definitely exploits them. And and they choose which ones to exploit. Because as we were just saying, right, they're exploiting the 13 souls that we lost in-country but the five that we just lost off the coast of San Diego, you know, I'm not sure what training event or something, right, um, in the Hilo uh, that, that I believe it went overboard and we lost those five souls. Um, it's not as impactful because it's not in country, right? So, so you know, we don't need to bring that up as the media, right? Um, yeah. like Those families are still grieving. Like All those families are grieving the same. It does not matter. Right. And I've, I've talked about this before. Right. On, on another episode was like, does one person's service uh, weigh heavier than another person's? Did those Marines and the corpsman and that soldier in Afghanistan, did their service and sacrifice, does it mean more than the five sailors that we lost off the coast of San Diego? Just because it's in country boots on the ground? No. The question like, no, it doesn't. No. Your your service is your service, and and those who pay pay the ultimate price with their life, it always the same, and all those families grieve, 
right? The same. Yeah, because you got to think, like, whether they're dying in, you know, like, in country, in training, you're all training for the same purpose for just in case, right? right? Yeah. So it's all your your purpose. You die for the same purpose. Let's uh let, let let's uh welcome Virginia to the chat. Virginia, welcome. Virginia. She says uh, I don't think there's a ton of true support. Maybe that's because there's a lack of understanding. But as soon as something becomes viral, then all of a sudden people care. Like Nikki said, it's clout. So okay, Virginia is our resident civilian in the chat now. So Virginia, she's got a brother in the r- yes. Force, so she does not. Well, she's a civilian. I, can I get is, there, boo? Damn, like let me give is, me a minute. But damn, give her a little credit. I, I was she getting there. Oh about, shit, yo. Damn. Live with Nikki and Josh. <laughs> Right. Uh, so Virginia does have a brother in the Air Force. He's been in. How, hey, Virginia, drop it in the chat. How long has a, a little bro been in the Air Force? Quite a while now, right? Moving up the ranks. Um, what is it like a civilian sibling watching your brother be active duty? What are your concerns? How do you, 13 years, little brother been in 13 years. What's your concerns and how do you relate to when you see these uh, tragic events and stuff? We'll go through your mind um, about stuff like that. And then, you know, as we're, we're talking about 9-11, you could share, drop it in the chat. You know, you're at school with me, um, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, just just drop it in the chat, Virginia, and I'll read it off to the to everyone. Everyone else could read it. I'll read it to the, uh, the, to the podcast. But, you know, back to... Um, it's a you know Armando has said it's for IG and it's for Facebook, um, yeah, it really is. I saw a lot of people posting it too, and I, and I hardly post anything. <laughs> fucking Virginia, she ditched that day. She she was ditching. She fucking weedhead. That's the only reason people ditch. Um, <laughs> that totally threw me off. She ditched that day. Oh my God! Uh, what was I saying, babe? Um, it's for IG and Facebook. There was a lot of people posting about the Afghanistan people that we lost the service members, and, and I hardly post anything about anything, right? I, I, I uh, you know, in, in our own family, we pray for them, and and you know, it's about the best we can do for them, right? But I, I don't chase the clout of posting something about it, right? I don't either. But I think, like, the sad thing is when they say, yeah, there was a corpsman, and you know there's a corpsman, it's yeah. sad no matter what. Yeah. But, you know, like... Well, that's your medical family. In your mind, you're just like, you know, I have so many corpsmen that I worked with in the past that are now greenside, and you're just like, fuck, who is it? Yeah, okay, yeah. You know? Yeah, so, yeah, it hits home for you. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, I could. I'm mean, like, of course, there's a lot of corpsmen everywhere, but you never can tell is it going to be the person that you might know because they went from the hospital to the green side and, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, Chad says, I think the owners, I think he's talking about owners of bars and restaurants had good intentions. I think it w- was then manipulated or our negative mindset. Well, definitely manipulated. I don't think it's our negative mindset. Well, you know, honestly, Chad, I think it's it's the manipulation of moving, you know, moving the clicks and the like button in a certain direction for them because they know it's going it, to, it's, oh, I mean, it's easy. 
add a, a certain hashtag to a post and it's going to start showing up on your feed. So here, right, the algorithms work. Here's my take on that. Like you, if you're going to, it's just like if you're going to feed one person, you better feed everybody else. Like you can't just pick and choose like who you're setting up a table for. Right. Right. So like if you're going to do it for this one specific thing, then you better be ready to watch the news. Time all the time and do it every single time because if you just do it one time and then like nothing else after that then it's just like so do you even understand what that even means or are you just doing it because you see your competition doing it right you know what i mean yeah. it's just like it, like do you even know and i mean you know we're, we're, we're talking about those service members that have been lost recently um well, we could even back that up to nine eleven, right? And the remembrances and everything that's going on now. Yeah, How in many the, in the Navy? We set up a table for those that can't make it, right? Right. Well, usually like the POW MIA table yeah. and, and all the significance behind that. You know, um, Virginia says. Anyways, when when her brother first joined, there was a disconnect for us. He didn't feel like we would understand that what he was going through, and on some level, they didn't. I worried about him because him and I have always been close and him going off by himself scared the TF. I don't know what TF is. I mean, uh, out he, of me TF. It's I'm just kidding. It's the, the Air fuck? Force. It's the Air Force. He's going to be oh. taken care of. Oh, not in a bad way. Air Force. <laughs> not in a bad way. Yeah. But I mean, anything could always happen. Right. Uh, like I said, I mean, anything, any, there's always accidents. There's always this, there's always that. Right. Um, and I have always been close and him going off by himself scared the fuck out of me. When his demeanor changed, it was hard for us to connect. Oh, hey, Virginia, hey, get Georgie on. Get Georgie on. Uh, get him on. The, share, share the channel with him. Let, let him get in here and talk about it. I want to know about that demeanor change because that shit happens. Virginia's right. Families just know that little Billy is in the service and he deployed or left an IA, but nothing else. They could be in a firefight or watching a gate or sitting at a desk. Yeah, that's that's right, Armando. There's a big disconnect, even for myself and my family. Um, they, they kind of like, you know, they, they understand what we tell them, but they don't understand it completely, um, like at all. You know what I mean? They'd be like, especially like, all right, my job, everyone knows I'm LS, right? Like, it's not like I'm doing anything crazy. <laughs> I'm not right. But when you try to explain them to them, like, Hey, you know, this is what deployment is like. This is what standing these watches are like, you know, and. Again, it's not to say like we're in the most danger, but anything can always happen. And I don't think sometimes like right now people believe that because they just saw it on the news. And you know what I mean? It was a, it's huge. In Afghanistan, it's huge. Um, I think. Hold it's, on, hold on. Let me finish sorry. this. Cause, sorry. But because like the Afghanistan, Afghanistan, those 13, that's huge. But going back to the five off of the San Diego that were lost in the Hilo, that is not. And people do not understand that those accidents and those mishaps and those tragedies do not only happen in the war zone in country overseas. It happens right here off the coast. You know what I'm saying, babe? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like when people die when they're doing training, it's like they're they're training for that purpose of wartime or when they when they deploy right so 
it doesn't matter where you are. Like anything can happen anywhere. Yeah. Like no matter what branch that you're serving. So we got we got Virginia here uh, with with a hitter. After boot camp, he basically told us that we weren't his family. We didn't know. Well, Virginia, let me tell you what that is. That's called indoctrination. He was fully bought in to everything those those drill instructors pounded into his head and made him think. Um, and I'm sure he's not thinking like that anymore. I still don't understand a lot of it. This is Virginia, but I'll always be there to support in any way I can. We're getting there, but legit, there are people that can relate to him better than we can. And now I get his comment. Well, like, yeah. you know, as a sibling, that's really all they need is just support when they need their, like, you don't have to know everything that they've been through only because you know my brother he's doing time and when he went to iraq time in the service not oh yeah not time <laughs> too, i swear um so when when he came back from iraq like he said the same thing like we we wouldn't understand what he went through um obviously he he he's seen some stuff and i remember when he was on the phone with me while he was deployed like all of a sudden there was silence you hear like a loud boom in the back and he says i gotta go and like i we weren't able to we weren't able to talk what's funny no i'm reading the comments made oh keep going we weren't able to like talk to him for a week yeah so we had no idea is he okay where is he did he have to pack up his shit and go and that was scary. And then when he comes back, like all, like PTSD vibes, like I don't understand. Yeah. Even like even if I did like a little bit of, of service in the Navy, it's it really like I still don't understand. You know, because I have never gone through any of that stuff. Right. You can only understand what 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 you served and experienced. Right. Even, you know, with people like we got Armando in here, we got Chad in here, we got myself, you're right. Both of them now retired me on my way. I've never experienced that sub life like them. Right. And as our, this is what I was laughing at, babe. Um, Armando says, uh, this is in reference to what I was talking about, like, you know, just eh, eh. he says, yes, Josh, uh, sinking on a sub on purpose is wild. That's fucking crazy. Like you're in a submarine. It was bidded on by contractors, like, you know, people to build a, a, a submarine to f- sink on purpose, control, controlled, but to sink on purpose by the lowest bidder. Like, that's not, that doesn't give me a warm and fuzzy feeling. And flying a helicopter is wild. Even Dale hiding in the re- <laughs> engine room is even dangerous as fuck. That's what I was laughing at, babe, because Dale would be hiding in the engine room trying to catch a, a nap or something. But hide in the wrong engine room or something and you know fucking wind up getting smashed wound up behind you know in in a damn shaft or something you know what i mean yeah that's uh it's it's all everything is dangerous right there's a some number of years ago there's a sailor that died i think it was on one of the carriers east coast um during high seas uh i guess you know took a bad roll took a misstep hit his head on a pipe dead it's sad you know, that, that's not good. Uh, Virginia says, you can relate now because you've been through it. Yeah, that's exactly what he told me, too. 
And that's difficult to hear that he didn't feel supported, but there was no communication. What? Oh, I thought you were saying something, babe. Sorry. Um, yeah, the communication between, you know, family and and uh, service members, you know, it, it's, it's hard because, you, like I said, the service member is easily going to feel like, oh, no, you won't get it, you won't understand. And then, you know, the civilians, you, you, you know, you could try to, but it's just a, a, a it's a non-lived experience, you know. Um, and, and, you know, for, for the last 20 years, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people that have served, you know, four years, six, eight, 10, 20, that have these experiences, especially in other branches besides the Navy, right? Um, and I think, so when Afghanistan were pulling out and everyone has their opinion of how they would have done it better, right? Because everyone's an expert now, foreign foreign relations expert and, you know, military strategy and logistics expert of how to, you know, vacate. Okay. You know, y'all know what I'm saying, right? Like get, let's get a hundred thousand people out of here. Let's get, you know, a uh, hundred million tons of equipment out of here. Everyone would have done that better and had the plan to do it better. Right. Anyways, um, those, those people that served over there, you could understand why, they might be having some issues right now because there's not too many other people they can talk to besides other, you know, brothers and sisters that were there and and share that experience of like why they're feeling how they're feeling. You know, Armando says communicating with family while gone is difficult. And sometimes we even put that wall up and serve and sever our emotional side so we can so we come across cold but it's a defense mechanism absolutely right armando i think i talked to you about this before right babe or i actually i don't know if i talked to you about it but i know you okay well you chill i was about to say y'all hear this man i swear slightly this little thing i say incorrectly that does not suit her fancy all right, let's finish the bottle of wine, and then we'll just, I'll make it up to you. What I was saying was, I know you experienced this with me, like, on the night before I have to deploy. Like, how I, like, sever communications, and, like, I, I start acting cold and, like, distant, and, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, see, I mean, she don't even want to talk about it. I understand. I, I get it, babe. But yes, absolutely. You you start putting up those walls, and like I said, I uh, I know for myself, it, it's something you put up that I've had had a problem putting it up. You know, you usually start putting it up before you even deploy, the night before, you know, days before, weeks before, maybe because you're you're trying to get into this mindset of, you know, it's deployment time. Right. And, and, you know, got to be this and got to be that and fucked up, you know, because we're fucked up in the head about it and we don't we don't do it right. Um, Maybe some people do. Maybe some people, you know, treat it better. But I know for myself, I have not. And uh, Chad, Chad cosigns, uh, cosigns Armando. Yep. It's a defense mechanism. Virginia, you getting George on? What's up? Drop in the chat. Drop the link to him. Tell him come join us. 9-11, 20th anniversary remembrance and discussion. Um, has, has anyone seen any of the uh, updated new do, uh, documentaries coming out? Um, 
like in in the last week or two in in I don't want to say celebration that's not the word but in honor well I don't even know if it's honoring because some of them are dark like some of them are exposing the oh my god Virginia you don't know how to share a YouTube video oh man yo I'm sorry guys she's like 37 Utah is not late. Utah is the same time as you, maybe one hour ahead. One hour ahead. They're probably on mountain. You guys are speaking. Chad says, you're speaking so much truth. I'm upset. It takes so long for my comments to post. Chad, I, like, I don't know what. Get an iPhone already, Chad. Um, yeah, it's... uh. Yo, at serving Armando or Chad, y'all y'all jump in on and answer this too. Serving from most of your careers, almost all of it, right? Because Chad, you said you're at, at a school. Armando, you're two years in. Serving your career during the war on terrorism, did you ever feel like you forgot that we're a country at war? Let me know in the comments. Babe, did you ever feel like that as like um a a daughter, sibling, spouse, civilian, active duty service member that like you forgot like it was happening? Um or it didn't feel real. It didn't feel like it didn't feel like 2001 to 2005. Um I mean, like, you knew it was still going on, but at the same time, it's it kind of becomes a part of your everyday life. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense. It's routine. Right. You don't think about it because it's automatic. Well, I don't know. To me, it was just like, God, we're never going to get out of there. It's going to be our everyday life. It's going to be on the deployment rotation for everyone. Where, I mean, where did they deploy before? Always to the Gulf? Like, you could imagine early 90s they did, right, Gulf War. But since the Gulf War, the first one against, you know, Iraq and Saddam, where did they deploy before that in the 80s and 70s? Good question, huh? I don't know. Me neither. But it's, it's like... Do you feel like some people are like, oh, what do we do now with our lives? We have no war. No, I feel like the. Well, the military has shifted a lot since. Since from what I can remember, like they go from being super secretive, like you can't talk about it at all, really, to we have. I mean, the press is talking about it, so we have to talk about it kind of thing yeah so there there are a lot i don't know if there's truth to what i'm saying because i don't you know i don't i didn't know a whole lot as a kid yeah but i just feel like military leadership is obligated to address the public about where we are what our purpose is when like do people really want to know or do they just want to know because the press reported it I don't know. 
Because, like, back then... Part of an accountability thing, maybe? Because back then, my dad never really talked about where he was. But then now, all of a sudden, like, it's okay to tell your loved one where you are. Yeah. And, like, yes, OPSEC is still a thing. But do people really practice it? Hardly. Right, because it's social media. Yeah. Oh, because it's social media. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Social media. Yeah. It's out there. Armando says this, uh, we were not a country at war. We were a military at war. Yeah, I oh, want to yeah, say maybe yeah. maybe from like, uh, maybe from 2001 to 2005, 2006, it was like a country, right? Everyone was all in. And then maybe up around 2008, I don't know what changed. I don't know, maybe the president, um, all of a sudden, you know, it wasn't the same. People didn't have the same patriotic feeling across the country anymore. Um, Armando says the deployments were in the Med, Western Pacific, Thailand, etc. He did a lot of time in the Northern Atlantic before 9-11, underwater, bored as fuck. (laughs) Right, like, would you rather, and, right, bored is what you want to be, right? You don't want to be turning and burning and, you know, regular workflow, sure, but I'd rather be bored as fuck than sweating my ass off in FFE waiting for, you know, GQ to actually go down. Chat says, wrong. The fact remained, we were at war. Well, I think there's a, there's, I think that was agreed that we were a military at war, not just a country. But again, so what, what you know, how, how does a country fight an ideology, right? How do you fight a not a uniformed um, person, right? You're fighting the idea. Your motherfuckers don't like us. I, I get it. I don't like them either, right? I don't like some of their ideas, but they're them and we are us, you know? Um, you could go, you know, how, how do you fight an American idea of freedom and constitutional, you know, rights and stuff? You know, well. I ain't going to say it, but, you know, I guess there's a way, right? I don't, you know, you figure it out. Chad says, but not for five years only, and we did it for years. Did what for years, Chad? What do you mean? Not for, like, you, you think, like, the whole, how long did the 9-11 patriotism united we stand last? Because I think there there was a gap. I think it lasted probably to five or six or seven, seven at the latest, probably right. And then there's a gap there where things fell off, and until then we, when then we got reporting, you know, Osama bin Laden dead, got him, and everyone celebrated for a night, two nights maybe, and then, then what? Then we went back to not reporting it, not talking about it, back to political division of what we should be doing. Chad said, uh, we conquered terrorism, but we didn't. What's the subject? What am I changing? Said Chad, let me know. Chad, what am I changing? What subject am I changing? Okay, Chad, that's what I want to hear that dirty little mouth say. I was right with everything I said. Yes, thank you. I don't know. I like I mean, you tell me like how how do you guys feel about it? Right? Like where where did you notice any kind of difference? Did you notice 
the way people moved and acted around the country different from me. I was in a different place. I was, I was a young sailor. I was in Hawaii. Right. Um, you know, and you could say like 2008 when the economy crashed, the great recession were people as worried about the wars going on or were they more worried about losing their house, becoming homeless, you know, losing three or four houses that they couldn't afford in the first place. And, and there became more things close at home that consumed us gas prices of four or $5 in, in Hawaii at the time, you know, all that, you know, Oh yeah. I couldn't get a job. Yeah. Nikki couldn't get a job. Like were we just more consumed about at home and we forgot that the war stuff was going on or, or, or it took second place because we were fucked up here. What do you guys think? Let me know. Chat, uh, chat, chat, Chad. Because, again, I mean, that's it's just how I feel, right? I don't think it's right or wrong. I mean, I, that's not what to say, right? I think there's a wrong way to look at it. I think it's just life, though. When starts, shit starts hitting you in your own pocketbook, in your own wallet, when people start losing their houses, they're not concerned about other people losing lives or anything else, right? Because they're losing, I mean, people lost their livelihood there in 08, 09, right? Um, based on bad decisions or not, you know, and how much did nine eleven, you know, you know, lead up to that? Not necessarily terrorist attacks directly, but you know, um, decisions made after that, right? Of, of way things were going, you know. Um, I don't know. Nine eleven is sad. I was thinking about this earlier. You know, uh, for the Chiefs in the chat, you know, Armando, Chad, anyone else watching on replay or anything, right? Um, every year during Chief season, which is usually right now, and, and we're usually wrapping it up, last couple of years has been, you know, not the normal time, August through September. Today would have been a ceremony in honor of 9-11 Remembrance, where the, the new selects would have put on some kind of um, ceremony honoring the, you know, the tragedy and the events of 9-11. I remember I did it um, the year I went through. Chad, Armando, you guys let me know. Did you guys do do it too when you, when you guys made Chief? Was, was that in place um, when you guys went through? And, and I was thinking, I was like, you know what? Like, how many more years until we're, we have sailors making Chief that were again like sailors that you know I lead now. When when they make chief in thirteen years, they were babies or not born, and they're having a holding a ceremony for something that they never experienced and they've only read in the history books. And there's no direct ties because usually something that happens is um, like for us when we did ours. A few of us spoke about our experience. And I shared the same story. Uh, then I just shared with you guys about, you know, how my morning went and having those discussions with, with my brother and my brother-in-law and stuff and all that. Of course, there will come a time where that sailor will not have been around or of an age to have to remember 9-11 and the impact they had on them. And they're going to have the 9-11 ceremony and they're not going to have the speech from those sailors, those chief selects, that can say 
this is where I was that morning. This is how it impacted me and, and whatever else, right? Because time moves on and sailors move on and people grow up and retire and get out and young ones come in and take our place. So how is that going to affect that? You know what I mean? Is it going to be something that's going to take away? Like, Hey, you know, uh, where there be a time, come a time where they're doing the planning and they're like, Oh, the nine eleven ceremony. Um, yeah, we don't really need that. Like no one here, right. Hey, right. Like we're all like, you know, fucking none of us were alive during then. Right. We ain't got nothing. I mean, yeah, we can say stuff that happened, but none of us got a story to tell about it. So can we just cut that from the schedule? Or has it been in place long enough where now it's part of the tradition and part of the honored, that the ceremony has become such an honorable thing that you still do it, you just change it and omit the personal stories. Ch- Chad said now like he had something left to say, but I don't see anything. Anyways... Hey, chat, I'll give you one last chance. You know, drop drop your final thoughts in the comments about um, 9-11 and the last 20 years where we're at today. I don't even know if I, I just, you know, covered everything I was thinking before I pushed play. Excuse me. The yawns are kicking in, though. But, um, you know, all in all, you know, 9-11 was, was a very sad day in history. It affected... The whole country, but more importantly, you know, thousands of people directly um, that lost people that day, right? That lost loved ones in the towers and Somerset County at the Pentagon, uh, around in the surrounding New York areas and those surrounding office buildings, all that, right? And, you know, I I only hope that uh, over the time that those people have found... Um, is closure the right word, babe? Peace. I only hope that those people have found peace with uh, the loved ones that they still have around today, with their family they still have today. And, you know, um, as our country is not always in the greatest of place today, uh, you know, never forget that, you know, once upon a time it was, and that we can get back to there. But it takes hard work. It takes talking. It takes discussion. It takes um understanding. You know, it doesn't always take. It should. It should not take tragedy. You know what I'm saying? Shouldn't take tragedy. Just a good discussion. Anyways, thanks for everyone for joining us tonight. You know, I appreciate you guys stopping by and and getting on the live stream here. And we'll uh, post this uh, audio recording to the Bravo Zulu podcast. Uh, Found available everywhere, iTunes, Spotify, Google, this, that, there, and everywhere else that you might stream or listen to stuff. Don't forget, if you're um, new to the channel, you know, go ahead and like this video. Hit the subscribe button, turn on the bell notification, ding, 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 ding. So anytime we go live, you can uh, jump on and tune in and join us in the chat. And I, th- I think that's all I got. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. No, I got one more thing. I got one more thing. Oh, my God. Honey. Oh. Why can't I find, where's the notes at? There it is. You know, we got a, oh, we got a, there we go. We got to get the outro music. 
Don't forget, for more information on how you can support the podcast, please visit us at anchor.fm backslash Bravo Zulu podcast. Their information, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely of Joshua Moore and the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent the DOD, DON, or those of the respected institutions or organizations. Thanks for joining us.